what's going on guys this is marcel gill and welcome back to the social introvert podcast this is season three episode six and if you can see my hat you kind of got context clues for what i'll be speaking about tonight and that is of course parenting for those of y'all that are listening via podcast my hat says number one dad this was a gift i got last year for father's day but anyway this is season three episode six on parenting i haven't spoke about parenting at all throughout my uh podcast so why not talk about parenting as we approach father's day firstly i want to give you guys a shout out as always you guys help me keep this podcast going you guys have surpassed the 280 listener mark i want to say on sunday night or monday morning so again another milestone hit i can't wait for 300 um but again i I appreciate you guys for tuning in um i don't take that lightly at all um i didn't expect to have this many viewers but um i guess that was a part of me being um i guess humble or uh not believing in myself so uh, sooner or later i have a million viewers or a hundred thousand or ten thousand you know whichever one comes first that well they have to come first in that order ten thousand hundred thousand anyway uh again i want to thank you guys continue to share this with your friends and families um share it on your instagram your facebook snapchat twitter tumblr if y'all still use that uh whatever just share it with everybody so everybody can get these gems i feel like i'm giving out gems anyway and i feel like y'all believe that i am too because i keep listening so um hey help me out i need some people to help me push the same messages that i'm pushing to y'all and the best way y'all can do that is to share it and tell people about it word of mouth still works um so yeah we're going to talk about parenting tonight uh so for those of y'all that know me and for those of y'all that don't i'm i've always been an introvert uh independent person um even since childhood i've always marched to the beat of my own drum i think that's how the saying goes um i've always done things i guess off to the side by myself uh i'll always try to figure out things on my own without asking for help um also my parents divorced when i was in elementary school so my father wasn't really part of my life at all um and it was just me and my brothers my older brother graduated um when i at the end of my sixth grade year so um it was really just me and my younger brother and my mom but um i had always been in independent introverted uh did things on my own um I felt like I didn't really, I mean, as an adult now, I feel like I didn't really get the support that I needed as a child. And that's not just for me. I mean, I feel like that's for most kids, right? Um, <laughs> most kids don't get the all of the support that they need, um, mainly because, you know, a lot of kids grow up with just in single parent households, which is unfortunate. Um, even my son now, he well, his, his isn't really a single parent household because I'm engaged and his mother is, I think she's engaged as well. Um, so he's not really living in a single parent household. He's more so bouncing back and forth between households. Um, but for me growing up, uh, I, I didn't get the support that I needed growing up. So I guess that's why I had a lot of self-esteem issues, a lot of um, trust issues, I guess you could say, a lot of support and all that other stuff. And it's crazy because I've tell, I'm telling you, I've been studying my astrology charts a lot more lately um, because I'm one of those people who used to think that, you know, astrology was, you know, 
evil or demonic and stuff because I was a Christian for a, a major part of my life and a lot of stuff was demonized and looked down on um, but the further I studied Africa my ancestors um, and actually astrology um, you know I found out that, that that stuff is actually real and it's far more reliable than anything that I was taught growing up and that's another section I'm gonna talk about later on but um, for me, um, studying my astrology chart also allowed me to see that everything I'm talking about now as far as me being introverted and not receiving the support of my parents, feeling that sense of abandonment and all that, it's actually in my astrology chart. <laughs> um, because again, with astrology, it tells you your longitude, your latitude, and it tells you your relation, well, the sun's relation to earth um, at the point of your birth uh, in the tropical chart. And then the sidereal talks about the sun's relations to the rest of the sky, pretty much, um, without going too deep in. And um, it talks about me having the feelings of abandonment, no support and stuff like that, strained relationship with my parents and stuff like that, all of which is true today. And um, I made it a point in my life to make sure that my son didn't have anywhere near the experience that I had as a child. Um, my son is somewhat spoiled. Well, I don't want to say my son is spoiled, right? Because when, when you get the purpose, okay, the purpose of kids, right? When they're young, they're obviously very impressionable. And my son right now, he's four. He's about to be five. He's actually about to start kindergarten, which is huge. He's about to start kindergarten. Like, he's about to be five years old, one, and then he's about to start kindergarten. Like, he's no longer going to be in daycare. I'm going to be dropping him off and picking him up from school. And he's going to have a little book bag. He's going to have a lunch bag. <laughs> he's going to have packed lunches. I'm probably going to be making food. My fiance or his mother and them will probably be making food for him as well. But um, my son is actually about to start kindergarten, which is crazy. Like, I'm about to go get him his immunization shots for school. Um, and he's about to really grow up and be big. So I'm super excited for that. Um, but I am overly supportive of my son. Um, I always let my son know that he's divine. I always let my son know that he's limitless and he can do whatever it is that he put his mind to. And, and a lot of these things that I tell my son are things that I did not get growing up. Um, and, and again, I want to say that is because um, I don't want to say they did it intentionally. My parents did it intentionally, but uh, a lot of information that I've been exposed to is not information that was readily available to my parents when we were growing up. So I grew up obviously with the boom of the internet and the technological age and stuff like that. And that age back then was more so the age of tradition, which is why a lot of people were in church and religious and stuff like that. So a lot of the things that I talk about today would be taboo. What? Um, I'm 29, so about 30 years ago. Talking about this stuff is was really taboo unless she was like really locked into like these communities that was, you know, deep in on African history, knowing thyself, astrology, esoteric wisdom, mysticism, all of this kind of stuff. Um, and unlimitedness, unlimited, unlimitedness. <laughs> I messed that word all the way up. Anyway, um, I'm really big on uh, reaffirming my son, letting him know, um, that he can do whatever it is that he put his mind to. If he wants to try uh, 
to be a professional rollerblader, if he wants to be a, a skier, if he want to be a snowboarder, an artist, a gardener, a farmer, a basketball player, a tennis player, um, I don't even know, like <laughs> a geneticist, a gynecologist, whatever he want to be, I'm going to back him 100%. Um, reason being is because my son... I don't like to be the cliche parent that likes to talk highly of their kids and say, like, my son is special, my son is really smart, he can do this, that, and the third. My son is actually really smart. Um, I tell you all the time he builds highly intelligent, sacred geometric... Oh my gosh, I can't even get it all. I'm too excited. My son builds uh, geometric shapes out of Legos all day long. That's all he does. He takes my keyboard. I have a keyboard. He jams his Legos into the ke- uh, into the keyboard and has like foundation set. And then he has like all of these dodecahedrons and rhombuses and trapezoids and stuff set up and, and a pattern with lights and stuff on it. And he's been doing that since he was like three years old. And now he's four. And um, he does that. He um, he also does really good with like role playing and stuff like that. But besides the stuff that he builds and stuff like that, he's really good at reading. Like he reads like my book right here. This is a an adult book, and he reads actually really well through that book. He um, I say he reads at like a third or fourth grade level already. Um, his math is great too. I actually wanted to get him tested. Um, he's about to start school. He's going to a charter school, an art school. Um, well, it's not an art school, it's a charter school with an art curriculum, and um, my son is very much into visualization and colors and um, hands-on versus the traditional style, so um, I'm really excited about that, but my son really excels in areas that I've, I've seen kids in kindergarten and first grade that can't even spell their own names. My son can spell his own name. Uh, he knows his full name, date of birth. He knows addition, uh, subtraction, uh, reading, like I said. He, he knows a lot of stuff. He knows about the stock market. Uh, almost every day that he comes home, we're like, Daddy, I want to play with the stock market because I've been teaching him that as well. But uh, my son is a genius. And I think all kids, for the most part, if they're you know trained or if the child develops those skills early, are geniuses up until like the age of five or six, right? Before... Uh, People start uh, putting their impressions on them and stuff like that. Like when you go to school um, and they try to get you to conform to certain ways of doing things. Um, my son is a genius. I got to put that out there. Um, I really love to reassure my son uh, again because I want him to be able to do whatever it is that he wants to do. And for him to know that he's going to have 100% support from his father um, and I will be at every single thing that he has. I want to be at every single thing that he does. I don't want to miss any events for him. Uh, I want him to know that when he looks out in the stands, if he has a concert, if he's in a play, uh, if he has a show, if he's on TV, wherever he's at, I want him to know that his father's there, right there all the time. And one of the things that's going to really help me to uh, point him in the right direction is again astrology because astrology tells you about your strengths and your weaknesses and it helps you build a foundation for your life um again i wish i would have known and studied astrology when i was younger because i, I would 
almost 100% guaranteed I would be way further along in life than I am now. Um, Because again, astrology helps you to discover yourself. Tropical astrology anyway, helps you discover your your individuality, your personality traits and whatnot. And most people think that they know themselves, but they don't know, they, you really, I would say that you really don't know yourself unless you study astrology. And astrology helps pinpoint those things. Like everybody knows generally about themselves, but when you start figuring out why you have certain tics, why you have certain triggers, um, why do these things make it easier for you to learn? Why did you have these kind of relationships with your parents? And then you start learning the planets and the planetary alignments and the retrogrades and everything else like that that go into play. Your, t- your 12 houses. Um, once you learn all of these things, then it helps you build a better structure. It, it kind of gives you like a cheat code for your life, if that makes sense. And um, obviously there's nothing wrong with a cheat code. I'm one of the people who preach all the time that you need to learn yourself. Um, So with that being said, this will help me to guide my son as well. Obviously I'll be teaching him the same things. uh, So he won't be clueless to it. I don't want him to, I don't want to just mold him and shape him in a specific pathway because I know this stuff. I want to teach this to him too. So that way when he finds himself in a rut, If he finds himself in a rut, uh, he'll know how to get out. He'll know how to stay away from those situations that will put him in a rut. And um, he'll continue to grow and be a successful, highly successful, contributing member to this society. I want him to change the world just like I'm doing, but on a much greater scale. So one of the things I want to talk about in parenting is discipline. So for most kids, such as myself, uh, a lot of us were beat growing up. You know, everybody gets a a spanking or a whooping. Um, Some people just get straight up abused. Um, I wouldn't say that I was abused or anything growing up. We did get whooped and beat and stuff like that. But I wouldn't say I was abused growing up. But me personally, I'm of the philosophy where I don't believe in beating kids. because kids aren't animals and kids don't need to be tamed. Kids need to learn, but they do not need to be tamed. You tame animals, you beat animals to get them to move in a certain direction, stay with the flow of the group and do what it is that you need them to do. But those are animals. Now, if you wanna be technical, we're animals too, but we shouldn't, um, I don't wanna say what we should or shouldn't do. I don't beat my son. I believe there are far more um, effective ways of teaching someone. I've always said that if you have to beat your kid in order for them to understand things, then that means that you're not a great teacher. If you have to inflict pain or if you have to forcefully, um, if you have to force somebody to do something, then you're probably not a good teacher. And um, that's that's how I've always been. Even growing up as a kid, I used to wonder like, why are we getting hit for like, (laughs) <laughs> you could take the TV or the game away or something like that. And the people say, what if that don't work? It's like, well, a lot of times what happens is our, these parents out here, um, they don't care to listen to their kids, right? Most of these parents have this superiority complex, like I'm the parent, so you just do what I say or else, right? And for some kids, they get extension cords. <laughs> they get hit with irons, pots and pans, punched in the face, all kinds of stuff. I was hit with rulers and belts pretty for the most part. I mean, I think that's pretty standard. Um, but uh, a lot of these people out here are really getting abused and the parents are not good teachers, 
right? A lot of these parents didn't uh, got beat just like their parents got beat, just like their parents got beat. And me personally, I like to think about slavery, right? The slave, the slave master beat on beat on the slaves, right? And then in order for the parents to keep their kids in line so they wouldn't get beat by the slave master, they would beat their kids. So it would teach them to, you know, obey and listen without question, right? And that would keep them in line. And also, like, if they were ready to escape, right? If you beat your kids into obeying you without question, like when they're trying to escape, you're not gonna question, your, your kid's not gonna be over there running around a tree you know, and hiding. He's not going to be talking when you tell him not to talk. So in that aspect, I understand. There are some kids that may need physical reinforcement. I still don't believe in it regardless, but there are some kids, I guess, that it works for. Um, but me, for me in my house, I don't do that to my kid. Uh, my kid's not bad. Um, he does, uh, sometimes he likes to, to question things, but again, I'm for that. I didn't get to question things growing up. Most of us didn't. But now we live in an age again where we can, where I'm of the school of thought to where you listen to your kids. There's been plenty of times that my son has given me messages um, that made perfect sense, right? Like if my son, for example, if I tell my son I'm gonna go take him to the park when he gets home from daycare, and then the day goes by, we're getting ready for bed, and he's like, hey, Dad, you didn't take me to the park. You lied to me. I'm not going to get mad and be like, yo, don't say I lied to you. I'm your parent. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't say I lied to you. You can't say that to me. It's more like, you're right, Carter. Like, I did tell you I was going to take you to the park. I did take you to the park. My bad. Like, we'll do something tomorrow. It's, it's, it's stuff as simple as that right and it's it's not a thing of us being well technically everybody is one right if this is what i believe everybody is essentially connected and um so that means me and my son are connected too obviously i'm his father so we're connected but overall in a general sense everything is connected anyway so i'm able to listen to my son if he tells me that i did something wrong because what is that that's a part of accountability and I want to be able to teach my son accountability again, because if he can teach me accountability, if I can teach him accountability, there is nothing wrong with him being able to teach me accountability at the same time. So um, again, I listen to my son, right? So if he's mad, if he's upset, I'm not going to beat him and hit on him because he's mad and upset at me for something that I did simply because I put food on his on the table and clothes on his back and a shelter over his head, right? I, I still listen to my son because that's how you learn and you grow tighter with your kids. You don't beat on them because they're mad at something that you failed to do, right? You listen to your kids so you can find out how to, you know, avoid situations that you screw up in and that your kid screws up in. If your kid is throwing stuff around the house and you tell them to stop and you start taking stuff from them so they can't throw stuff around the house and they get mad, Obviously, at the young age of three, four, five, six, right, we like to think, oh, our kids are smart. They understand when we tell them to stop doing something. We understand these are, their brains aren't even a tenth of the way developed. 
And because they understand a few phrases or they're starting to get the hang of life and how things work in certain households and what authority means to them, that does not mean that they're going to listen <laughs> to everything that we tell them to do. As adults, we don't listen to everything that other adults tell us to do. That's why we got prisons. That's why we got people locked up. That's why we have police officers. That's why we have lawyers, right? This is why we have doctors. We have teachers. We have bosses. We have supervisors, right? Because people don't just generally do everything that somebody else tells them to do. And again, as an adult, if you don't do something that your supervisor or your boss tells you to do, they don't get to come in there and beat you. They don't get to come in there and hit on you because you didn't listen. So the thought of hitting your kid because your kid doesn't listen to you is asinine to me. It's crazy. But again, some people do that. Some people feel like that's what works and Merry Christmas. But anyway, um, with my son, like I was saying, I can listen to him if he says that he's like, well, I'm mad because you did this. And then you break down and you explain to them like why you're doing what you're doing to them. You don't just say because I said so, because that doesn't teach anybody anything, right? You don't say because I'm your parent and I'll run this, I'll pay the bills in this house, so you listen to what I say. That, that gives no di direction, it gives no answer, no solution to any problems. And then you get mad because they don't know why they can't do <laughs> This is crazy. You get mad at your kid because your kid doesn't understand why they can't do something. The only answer they have is because I said so. And then you get mad at them because you didn't do a good job as a parent explaining to your kid why what they're doing is wrong, right? So, and then again, some parents get mad because they gotta repeatedly tell their kids why something is wrong. And this is where patience comes in. This is where maturity comes in. Because again, I'm not gonna lie, most of us are not psychologists and psychiatrists and therapists. We're not specialized in, in childcare and all this other stuff. So we're just going based off of what we think is correct, right? We go based off of our past experiences. And then eventually down the line, somebody was like, okay, something not right. Something is not going correctly. Like, I, I don't think the way I was raised is the proper way to raise a kid, right? I'm one, I'm one of those people. Neptune is in my 11th house. I want to say my 11th or 10th house. Anyway, it's a transgenerational planet. Um, so that means I'm the person that comes along once every few generations and starts to change things, question things, and revise things, and then influence people on a massive scale. So um, that's one of the things that I had to realize too, is that, yo, like, something's not right here like I, I I'll put it like this my my parents um, I, I I call them guardians because I feel like as a whole I didn't really learn anything from them um, and that's how it is in most households um, kids go to school uh, they learn based off of what their environment teaches they learn more so from their peers they learn from their peers they learn from their teachers and your parents at home generally give you food to eat and clothes and chores to do at the house, right? Now, there are some lucky kids out there that one, either have both their parents in their house or they have parents that are super hyper involved in everything that they do. Teaching them how to fish, teaching them how to ride a bike, teaching them how to change a tire on the car, teaching them how to cook, um, 
helping them with homework, uh, showing up to all of their events, uh, teaching them life lessons, reading with them, whatever. Um, there are a lucky few that have those aspects and they, they I promise, I think, it's, I think it's pretty clear that people who grew up with uh, super involved parents or both parents in a household fare far better than parents, far fare far better in life than those who grew up in a single parent household, but also they make better parents. Because again, I wasn't raised being taught how to, you know, treat a woman or how I should be in a relationship or how, how I'm supposed to maneuver through life, how to, you know, make money as an entrepreneur. Like this, these are things I wasn't learned. I, I wasn't taught. I wasn't taught like the, the depths of the universe and stuff like that. Not even, I mean, in school, you don't really get taught that stuff either. But there was a, it was more of like a, a discovery thing for me. Because uh, again, as I told you, I'm independent. Um, I tend to do things on my own free accord. And being that I'm also a Pisces as well in the tropical chart, um, Pisces is the ruler of the 12th house, which is spirituality. So it only makes sense for me to be the intuitive person to go and study spirituality, study uh, philosophy, ancient religions, cultures, uh, different spiritual systems, and things of that nature, um, and to question things. So. Um, I, it was in my birth chart for me to be doing what I'm doing at this point anyway. And it's awesome to know that before I even studied astrology, I was headed down the right path anyway. Um, so for me, again, with my son, um, I'm, I'm going to be that super hyper aware parent. I want to teach my son everything that he needs to know. Um, he already says all the time that he wants to be just like me. And... Um, I'd be like, no, <laughs> like, I've had some uh, terrible uh, moves and terrible, terrible decisions that I've made in my life, and I do not want him to do any of those. Um, also, I want him to be far better than me. Like, I'm of the person, I'm the person who's like, I'm going to give him everything I didn't have, but I'm also going to teach him everything that I didn't get taught either. So, um, I'm... I'm, I am already that hyper aware parent. Like for the most part, I, I let my son be independent because he likes building, he likes working on things. Um, I do read with my son. I take him out to the park. I take him out to go play and have fun with other kids. Um, I reward him. My son is four and he already understands delayed gratification, which is great because that's something I struggle with to this day. I took my son to the store and he loves Legos. So I took him to the store. He was like, daddy, I want these Legos. I was like, Carter, if you get these Legos right here, he wanted the $20 box of Legos, but there were also $10 and $5 boxes. I said, Carter, listen, you can do this. You can get the $5 box of Legos today, or we can come back in a few days and we can get the big box of Legos. Which one do you want to do? Now, y'all all know most kids are going to be like, I want the toy now. I'm going to get the $5 box. My son said, uh... While, while we're standing in front of the Lego collection, looking at all of the colorful Legos, he looks at me and he says, uh, we could come back on Friday and I'll get the other box of Legos. And I was like, all right, cool. Like on the inside, I was jumping. I was excited because I was like, yo, he knows delay gratification already. And I'm like, man, that will care. Delay gratification will carry you extremely far in life. And I'm like, my son knows this at four. So super hyper excited about that. But anyway, 
I will be all in my son's face. Like I, I'm kind of overprotective already. Like I'm that parent. Like if he steps two feet away from me when we're out in public, I'm like, hey Carter, come back. <laughs> like I'm, I'm that kind of parent. Um, when we're at the playground, I don't sit down and just kick my feet up and and read a newspaper while my son's on the playground. Like I'm standing up, circling the playground. Everywhere he go, I'm right there behind him. That's just the kind of parent that I'm in because I want my son every time he looks up to see me somewhere in the in the vicinity. Um, what's another thing I want to talk about? Uh, spirituality. So again, I grew up, as you all know, Christian. Um, and to me, in my experience with Christianity, um, it's very limited. Uh, you have to believe in something else in order to accomplish your goals. Um, you have to believe in things outside of yourself. Um, studying astrology is demonic. Uh, studying anything that's not the Bible is wrong, and you know there's only one way. And we all know that's not true. That's why they're called belief systems, because that means you have to believe. <laughs> you have to believe it in order for it to be true. And um, I tell my son all the time, like he's a god. He's divine. He's all. He's all powerful. He's unlimited. He can do whatever it is that he wants to do. And I will be teaching him uh, astrology. I will be teaching him about our ancestors' cultures that predates any of these new religions like Judea, any Abrahamic faith, um, any of the new stuff like Mormons and Catholicism. And I'm saying new because, like I said, our ancestors predate any of this stuff that they're talking about now. So I want him to go back and learn our roots and our actual culture. Um, I'll be teaching him about mysticism, meditation, kundalini energy, crystals, chakras, grounding, <laughs> you name it. Um, my son is going to be well-versed in all things spiritual. He's going to be well-versed in the stock market, of course. Uh, he's going to be well-versed in mathematics. Um, he's just going to be an overall great person to be around for any and everybody. Um, and another thing, too, like, I, I want him to be... I just want him to be. That's the best way to put it. I don't, I don't know what other way to put it. I don't know what he planned on doing for me on Father's Day. I mean, he's four, but I don't know what he planned on getting me. But um, I just want my son to be. And again, my, my son is, um, I actually wore this shirt for him today too, to, for this podcast. It's a, if y'all can't see it, it's a picture of a giant globe to represent how my son is my world. And I want to do a much better job as a parent than I'm doing right now. I'm not saying I'm doing a terrible job by any means. Um, I just know that I can do a much better job and I don't think I'll ever be able to reach that zenith that I'm looking for as far as parenthood is concerned, but I do know that I can do a much better job than what I'm doing now. I want my son, he says it now that he wants to be like me when he grows up, but I want him to say that 20 years down the road. I don't want him saying that just as a kid and as he gets older, like, you know what, I want to be a little bit different. And if he says that, with knowledge and stuff like that, like, okay, I see what you do. I think these things would work a little bit better for me, then cool. But I want my son to 
to be able to call me about any situation that he ever has in life. I don't want him to hide anything from me. If he if he has if he feels like there's certain things that he need to keep to himself, cool too. But um, he will know that I always have an open door for him. And um, again, I just want my son to to know, for the record, that um, if there's any if there's anything that he ever needs, that I'm a text or a phone call away. Like right now, I bought my son an iPad, so like when he goes to his mom's house, uh, he 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 literally FaceTimes me like every day and asks, "Can he come back to my house?" Because I have split custody, and uh, she has him one half of the week, I have him the other half, and we keep flip flopping. Um, but anyway, he calls me every single day saying, "Can I come to your house? Can I come to your house? Can I come to your house?" Like, yo, you'll be over here in a few days. Um, excuse me. But anyway, he he wants to be around me 24-7. He's super excited every time he sees me pick him up from daycare. He runs out and runs around. <laughs> like, it's, y'all, kid, I'm, I'm just happy to be a father, one. But I'm happy to be a father who is actually appreciated by his child. Um, as you all know, a lot of fathers today are not in their children's lives and um, they try to rekindle later on in life but you know you can't really have the same kind of relationship because there is no bond there and um, you know it's it's hard to it's hard to be in a relationship or create a relationship or bond with someone that was supposed to create that bond and relationship with you initially and um, again like I, I could have been that parent that was just like you know what uh, I'm divorced. Uh, I, I won't. I'll deal with my kid later. It's on you now. But I've, I've always had in my mind that um, since my father wasn't in my life, I made it a point to not. I don't even want to say this is the reason. This is this is just kind of like a side reason. But because my father wasn't in my life, I was gonna make sure that I was always in my son's life. But I made it a point to stay in his life because that's my responsibility. <laughs> like. I had a kid like my job is to take care of my kid regardless of whoever and I've, I've had some bad scenarios with my child's mom where I was in and out of court and running around and doing all kinds of crazy stuff and arguments and fights over him and stuff like that but at the end of the day I my son knows that I I wouldn't and I, I think everybody else knows too um, not to fuck with me when it comes to my kid because I, I got custody um, I'm not paying no child support, none of that stuff. But I ensured, and I wasn't even—I'll be honest with y'all—I wasn't—I wasn't afraid during the, the process. I mean, I got a lawyer and everything. The lawyer didn't really do anything um, as far as court was concerned. It was—it was a waste of money to pay for that lawyer. I'll put it that way. Anyway, at the end of the day, I wasn't nervous going through the custody stuff. I wasn't nervous going through the child support stuff because I knew how it would turn out because I had good intentions. And when you have good intentions and you're doing the right thing, you don't have nothing to worry about. So again, I have custody. I'm not paying child support. Uh, my son is with me like he wanted, like he wants to be and um, taking good care of him. So uh, yeah, this is, this is an interesting episode tonight, right? <laughs> um, anyway, for the parents out there, 
that are listening take care of your kids listen to your kids don't just beat them don't just be angry at them when you're not teaching them the proper things to do Um, and if you don't know it's okay you can look it up you can look stuff up when you're trying to figure out what's going wrong with your kids why your kids are acting a certain way but before you look things up talk to your kids like we, we love to say our kids are extremely intelligent and extremely smart at a very young age but you won't talk to them and ask them no questions. You won't ask them why they feel sad. You won't ask them why they're mad at you. You won't ask them um, to explain themselves. You just use your authoritative role um, to demand certain things of them. And again, these are these are young children. And then for I'm not going to speak on teenagers and stuff like that because I haven't raised one. But I will say that uh, teenagers are aware. So they have consciousness. Like right now, I would say my son has consciousness, but he's not aware. Conscious, when consciousness and awareness meets, uh, I would say that's probably like adolescent, maybe teenage years, when you finally realize like, okay, what am I doing here? Like, why am I here on earth? You're not thinking about that when you're seven and eight or four. <laughs> you're not thinking about that stuff. But when consciousness and awareness meets in teenage years, then it's like, okay, like you're about to be out on your own in a few years. So um, this is mainly for like the people with younger kids. Don't beat on your kids. They're not animals. Don't, they're not, they don't need to be tamed. They need to be understood. Your kids are not put here for you, right? They're not put here for you to, I don't know, just, domineer and and train in a certain way right your kids are here to actually teach you because to be honest with you we reverse roles like when we're born our parents are our parents and we're the kid but as they get older you realize that your parents most of the time you end up taking care of your parents right our job here as parents is to take care of our kids Right? We're supposed to take care of them and, and loosely guide them in the right direction while allowing them to make decisions that will benefit them in the long run. Right, And then as we get older, the roles reverse, and then our kids start taking care of us. Right Now we're the ones that need somebody to come mow the grass. Now we're the ones that need somebody to, to feed us. Now, we, now we're the ones that need somebody to change our diapers for us. And guess who does that? our spouse and our kids if they want to but you know what the kids that are actually going to do that are the ones that were taken care of properly by their parents the ones that actually listened to their problems when they were younger the ones that actually was involved in their lives the ones that actually showed them support while they were growing up those are the kids that eventually come back and take care of their parents uh, later on in life not the ones that were abandoned, not the ones that didn't have any support, not the ones that don't have any kind of connection, not the ones that don't talk to this day. Those aren't the, those aren't the kids to expect, uh, I guess, mercy, <laughs> mercy or support from in your later years, because eventually going to need it, especially, like I said, the ones that grew up in single parent households. If you ain't got a lot of kids, if you have if you got one kid and you were terrible to that kid, you should not expect for your kid to come back and take care of you in your later years. 
right? Most just assume that's how it's supposed to be. But if you look at all of these other cultures, like the Asian cultures and stuff like that, I believe they got rules over in China, for example, that you got to visit your parents at least once a year. I think it's once or twice a year because a lot of the, the parents were dying lonely. Um, so they actually made a rule or a law, I should say, that you got to visit your parents every year in old age. Right. But again, they also take care of their ancestors, too. They take care of their ancestors. They, they venerate them. They, they put up shrines. They give flowers. They speak about them, pictures, everything. We over here, not so much. Well, I shouldn't say, well, the ones that don't really think about their ancestors like that, the ones that really don't put flowers and stuff on their graves, I should say. It's not as, um, I can't even think of the word right now. It is not as prevalent here as it is over there but um again my son is going to my son's gonna want to take care of me but also i'm gonna take care of myself so in my old age i'm gonna be able to do stuff with my son he's gonna be he's gonna come and learn stories he's gonna come bring his kids and his grandkids like i want i want to meet all of my grandkids because once i become an ancestor all of my descendants I gotta know who I am. I'm gonna help them in every situation that I can when I'm long gone from here. And um, I want I want to have a relationship with my grandkids and my great grandkids. So I'm gonna take care of my kids while they're under my care. So that way, when they get older, I I want their kids will want to be around me. My kid will want to be around me, and um, it'll make for a happy family. It'll make for a great scenario. I'm the generations, the family structure, and and being that my son will be growing up in a house with a two-parented household, he's going to understand how to take care of a woman. He's going to understand how to change a tire. He's going to know how to cut the grass. He's going to understand discipline and foundation. He's going to understand himself. He's going to understand spirituality. He's going to know support. He's going to know what it means to be a, a parent to his kids in the future. Um, He's going to be trained up in the way that he should go. <laughs> um, and I don't, even, I don't even like saying trained. I'm going to teach him. I'm going to be a guide. I'm going to be a loose guide to show him and explain to him what life is. I've had, I've had a rough life. Life has not been the greatest to me. But again, I'm understanding more and more about myself so I can create a different life for myself, which I've been doing, by the way. I have a book that's dropping at the end of the summer solstice. It will be the sequel to this book right here, Get Rid of Yourself. This book right here changed my life. And this book was actually created because I have a son. Because of the situation that I went through with my son, this is how I was able to bless y'all with this book, Get Rid of Yourself. This book right here. So, um... As a form of discipline and also an agreement I made or a commitment that I made with one of my friends, uh, Baba Todd, um, I, I told him that for the first 21 days of June, which is basically the length of the summer solstice, that he was going to be creative and he was going to be working on something. I said, you know what? I'm going to work on a book. I said, by June 21st, go reconnect. I'm going to have my book done. So this book is called Hack Yourself. I'm trying to figure out now because I thought about it. I was like, should it be hack yourself or know yourself? One of the two. 
it's definitely a sequel to this book. I don't know if it's Hack Yourself or Know Yourself. I already got the book cover. I know what I'm doing. And I got, what is what is today's? I got like five or six days left. So y'all be on the lookout for this book. Uh, I'll be posting it obviously on social media. And wait a minute. Oh, that means by, the, by this time next Tuesday. Yeah, today's the 16th, I think. I believe it's the 16th or the 15th. Anyway, this time next Tuesday, y'all will be hearing about my book <laughs> that I'm finished with, right? I'm not finished yet. I got five more days. Like I, I even told myself, like even if I'm finished with the book, um, even if I'm finished with the book, uh, I'm still going to be writing uh, 500 words a day minimum for 21 days. So that puts me at about 10,500 words, but some days I've done far more than 500 words. Anyway, um, yeah, this time next Tuesday, y'all will be having a book available to get. Yeah, that's awesome. So again, that book was created based off of a situation that I had with my son, and it caused me to go through some transformations. Um, and this book is taking me through a transformation too. I mean, every single day I've been writing a book. Like this is discipline. Like discipline is not hard. Like. Discipline is just doing what you say you're going to do. And I said I was going to do it, and, and I had to do it. I am doing it. I'm working with the plants. I'm doing I'm doing everything. So, um, and, th- and then again, this will be, what, another teaching lesson to my son. Like, look, you can do whatever you want to do. This is my second book. I don't even like writing. I don't like reading. I mean, I read and I write, but I hate it. But again, it instills discipline. I, I do stuff, I do something uncomfortable every day to build my discipline. Like I, I, when I brush my teeth, I use my left hand, right? Some people say that that helps open up new areas of the brain and it helps with different things. I hate doing it because it's, it's kind of hard to do, but I do it anyway because why? I mean, it just helps instill discipline. <laughs> um, it teaches you a lesson. So when things do get rough, um, you have a clear head and again in my astrology chart it talks about how me as an individual how I tend to be the one who keeps a cool and level head in the most dire situations and I've seen that true plenty of times in life dangerous situations as well as just familiar situations so um, again I want y'all to be on the lookout for that also I have a volatility X stock options course out online right now on teachable if you follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at underscore social introvert. And I have a link there that takes you to all of the products that I have for sale from my books to my stock options course to this podcast to my music on YouTube. Um, if you can't find a link, the link to my stock options course is let's grow dot teachable at what is it? Uh, let's grow dot teachable dot com https uh colon two four slashes let's grow dot teachable dot com that is the link um but yeah y'all be on the lookout next week because i'll be telling y'all about how i completed my book in 21 days and then i'll make a video on how you guys can write your own books in 21 days they say it takes 21 days to create a habit and I'm creating a habit. So who knows? I might start a thing where I, I write a book every 21 days. The first 21 days of every month. 
who knows who knows um again i want to thank you guys for tuning in uh, and listening to me i guess vent <laughs> and talk about parenting and boost my son who's about to go to kindergarten again like y'all understand like i'm excited i might not show it um but i'm excited my son is about to go to kindergarten kidney garden <laughs> he's about to be five years old and he's about to go to kindergarten to a charter school art curriculum dope school we already took him on his tour last week he was excited um it was colorful it was very open it's arts based they got a steam program they got a coding program uh a dance studio they got an acting arts class theater it's gonna be crazy i don't think i'm gonna cry but i am gonna be i'm gonna be excited i'm gonna just say i'm gonna be happy and excited and when i see my son walk away with his mario with his mario book bag on and he's like bye day <laughs> bye daddy bye day he calls me die but when i see him walk away and he don't want to come back home that's gonna be like yo he just started kindergarten he's getting grown <laughs> he's going y'all he's going to kindergarten man this is my son was born in 2016 like it don't even seem like that long ago he was born in august in 2015 I mean, 2016, excuse me. He's about to be five years old. That is crazy. Honestly, I didn't even I didn't even want kids until I was late 30s. I had him when I was married uh, to my ex-wife, and um, man, that was five years ago. Five years ago. Time is flying, y'all. I'm 29. I'm about to be 30 in a few months. And my son's going to kindergarten. <laughs> Crazy. So anyway, man, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. I hope y'all learned something today. I hope if y'all are beating y'all kids, y'all are thinking about uh, asking more questions and trying to get to the root cause of things. Because I promise you guys it helps. Your kids will grow closer to you and they won't feel abused. They won't feel... Um, fearful um you know don't beat your kids all right guys thank you for tuning in catch y'all next week with my new book peace